back to To Be Honest. I'm your host, Grace. And I'm your host, Amy. And welcome to the first episode of Letters to Myself. So in celebration of our 10th episode, this will be a special one. Yes, since the school year's over, we just wanted to reflect on our experiences and what we learned this year. So without further ado, we hope you enjoy! To be honest, this past year, I've probably cried more than I have my entire life. Mostly, uh, cough, okay, probably all because of grades and overall academic success. And I know out of all of the struggles to have, academia is a pretty shallow one, but bear with me. Okay, and here, I'm doing it again. I had this first pointed out last summer that I have the tendency to preface everything I say. And I don't know if that's because I feel the need to show that I have self-awareness or to avoid being judged or out of guilt for being like so 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 privileged but i will complain about my life anyway so i don't really know if this is necessary or not but let me preface this one last thing i'll be talking a little bit about mental health and i've needed to remind myself that my feelings are valid and i am allowed to express myself during my struggles and i don't need to compare my mental health to someone else's we're all individual humans who deal with things differently and just because so many people have it worse that doesn't mean that i don't also have it bad so it's not a competition amy (laughs) And this is my way of dealing with stuff, is telling others. I'm not trying to receive pity, I just want to talk. And if there happens to be anyone else who's going through similar things, know that my DMs are always open. And at the same time, I don't want to say that with full confidence, because you can't take that too seriously. Uh, I need to make sure that I'm staying considerate to others and not taking things for granted and being grateful for what I do have. And one last little preface, I will sound a little dramatic, but that's what makes it fun, right? Okay, with all that aside, Let's get into it. This year was absolutely brutal. I'll divide the blame between school, COVID, a toxic mentality, and a buildup of procrastination, and an inability to cope with stress, but um, I don't think I've ever been so sad. In hindsight, I can't remember everything too well. I think it's kind of like how mothers don't remember how bad pregnancy was, but I reached some very low points this year. A buildup of like bad sleep schedules, of overdue homework, of just stress almost inevitably leads to failures and boy did i fail this year and then i say that i'm used to failure at this point but i'm really not my confidence and my motivation is pretty easily crushed and then there are a lot of periods of time this year when i like hated myself for trying and sometimes i just don't want to i didn't feel like myself anymore like when i felt like there was a imposter living as amy right now and times when i treated myself badly and times when I felt like the world was laughing in my face, or times when I thought, I'm just not cut out for it, that I'm destined to be the fodder that the others need to stand upon. And I had periods where I'd question everything. My goodness, my abilities, my values, my ambitions, my identity, my uniqueness, my sameness, my worth, literally everything. Like, am I a good person? Am I just incompetent? Am I aiming too high for things that I'll never reach? Am I focusing on the wrong parts of life? Do I deserve to be part of this community? Am I not seeing the bigger picture? Am I seeing too big of a picture? What should I care about? What the frick am I supposed to do? (laughs) And let me tell you, it's freaking exhausting to have that running in your head 24-7. But despite all of that, I never wanted to give up. 
While I say I've lost the things that made life beautiful, the periods of suffering make it really clear on why I must keep going. I never had trouble remembering the things that I wanted to try all of the human experience had to offer. I've still yet to travel across the world. I can't die before I visit Japan or before I get to visit Europe. I still haven't gotten drunk or fallen in love or gotten my heart broken before I watch more movies, read more books, discover my next favorite song. There's still so many stories to read and characters to fall in love with. I can't die before I tried rolled ice cream or scream into the ocean at night, before I get to watch my dad secretly play with my dog somewhere, before I get my mom to admit that she's a tundale and really does love my dog. Though I've lost sight of them from time to time, I've never forgotten the things that make me so utterly excited to be alive. And funnily enough, this year taught me to not put those things on hold. Forgive me for borrowing a little bit of YOLO logic, but really, I could die tomorrow. We, we're, we can all die tomorrow. <laughs> and then yes, I want to work hard and achieve things, but also I really desperately need to feel alive. And most importantly, the people around me. I am so blessed to have the people that I do. If life never gave me anything more, I'd still be grateful to have my friends and family. Honestly, I believe I have the best friends anyone could ever ask for. I've never not been able to find support. Hi guys. Hi mom. <laughs> Thank you to the ones who comfort me, who reaffirm my worth, who inspire me, who help me achieve my goals, who push me to do better. The ones who worry about me, the ones who love me, and the ones who allow me to love them. And then I know you kind souls are going to reassure me that I'm also an amazing friend, but I can only hope that I give you guys half of what you've given me. Also like, gosh, I seem to love anaphoras, man. <laughs> I think there often comes a point where we realize that we've lost all that's beautiful to us. And I think it's only then where we come to realize the importance of having beauty in life. And then I know I'm still a little immature and not living life exactly how I should be, but hey, I'm 16. Give me a break. I do hope I've grown at least a little stronger this year, and I'm really excited for what happens next. I'm excited for the next time my heart's about to leap out of my chest, the next time my sides get sore from laughing, even the next time I'm aggressively sobbing into a pillow. I am so utterly grateful for these moments that make me feel alive. Although a lot of the time I wonder why I'm like this, why I seem to struggle so much while other people are fine, because really there's nothing that bad in my life. It's not like I was grieving a loss or I'm clinically depressed or no one betrayed me or anything. And then like I wonder, am I just doing this to myself? If I could just think a little less, if I could just sit down and do work, maybe I would be perfectly fine. Am, am I just making things harder for myself? Do I just care too much? Am I over-dramatizing everything and making my life to be a lot more hectic than it really is? And then there are some times where I wonder if I've grown at all, if whether all that suffering ultimately made me into a better person, or whether I'm just an inferior version of the Amy Zhang who started off grade 11. But you know, I have come to conclude that even if suffering has no meaning, I'll delude myself into thinking that it does just to make myself feel a little bit better. Smiley face! And while I'm still a little disappointed with the way some things turned out this year, while I'm sad about not achieving some of the things I wanted to achieve, I don't regret anything. Maybe I didn't try hard enough, but I tried my best. And then I'm really proud of myself for trying and getting up again and again and again and again and again every time I fall back down and having that unrelenting resolve to be a better version of myself. Because that's what matters anyways, right?
So, respectfully, fuck you, grade 11. <laughs> and thank you for everything. Oh my gosh, Amy, that was so good. <laughs> Thanks. I was pretty excited about that one. I know. Like, I could tell that you really enjoyed it and really felt passionate about it. Yeah. It was kind of like, uh, what is it? A train of conscious thought? Is that the phrase? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I love how it's so raw and so real. It's like a glimpse behind, like you said, the train of thought of Amy. Yeah. And I really loved hearing that. There were a lot of times when I was writing it where I was just like, is this a little too personal? (laughs) (laughs) But then, you know, I've always been very, very open with everything anyways, so... I didn't have an issue with that. Something I admire a lot about you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I think when you were talking about how part of how you deal with everything is talking to it with your friends, Mm -hmm. I think that that's always really amazing and really important because that's when you can work out how you actually feel about something. And I feel like that also kind of grounds you, brings you back to reality. And it's just amazing to have a support system. Yeah, you know? I am so grateful, and then I feel a little bad too. But um, for my friends, because then they've really have been with me through everything. And every time I feel sad, I always know that I have people to go to, and then I'm very lucky to have that. I think a lot of people don't. Yeah, I think it's amazing to be thankful for friends, but just as your friend. I want to say don't feel bad because I'm just going to speak for me, but I think you overlook all the times that you've helped me and supported me because I think everybody kind of needs support in their own way. So the way that you help me and the way that you're here for me might not be the exact same as the way that I might be there for you. But I just want to say that you like definitely... Don't overlook everything that you've done for me. And I'm sure that's true for a lot of your other friends, too. Okay, but then my (laughs) other thing is that you guys are all so freaking nice, you know? It's just like, even if I did F up and um, hurt you guys in some type of way... I feel like you might not tell me, and then that makes me a little paranoid as well. (laughs) Because, like, there's some times where I worry, am I taking advantage of Grace right now? No. Well, I don't think so. (laughs) Okay, Grace. (laughs) that's why grace is trying to be more open about stuff yeah you've you've made great leaps and bounds there thank you (laughs) i would like to thank this podcast i think but this is about you and i have a few other things that i want to say about (laughs) your what do i call it ramble your ramble i guess (laughs) my ramble the whole thing about feeling average i mean Like, everyone's special. What is average anyway? You know? I'm special in my own way, okay? Yeah, everyone's so individual. (laughs) And there are things about you that are just so Amy, and I love you for that. And, like, also, Mm -hmm. I love your resilience and how you always get back up. Because that Mm -hmm. is so important. And I know it's so hard, but a lot of the people who I admire the most are... People who haven't always had it easy, the people who've struggled, but the people who've grown stronger from that. And I think you're one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) But then the thing is, like, I kind of mentioned this, but there's a part of me that's wondering 
like I'm not actually going through anything really significant you know it's just like school stuff but everyone's also going through school stuff and I'm sure I can like add in a little bit of mental health I suppose but then it also just makes me think like oh am I just like making all of this up in my head am I just trying to get attention from others or something like that but it's real for you like you're experiencing it also like what you said it's not a <laughs> Yeah, I literally added a blip at the top. I know. <laughs> yeah. But it's, 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 it's at the back of my head, you know? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> and then the thing about resilience as well is just, like, I know people who've faced similar failures as to me, and then it's, I haven't failed in a super significant way either, you know? And then I don't see other people really crying about it. Maybe they're just, like, not showing it, I guess. But then also I feel like I just have the tendency to take failures a lot more strongly that could be true i think people definitely handle failures differently but as someone who might be um like a person who isn't as public about failures even if um like even if i fail i don't think i'd ever cry in front of other people about it but that doesn't mean that i'm strong all the time because i have a lot of moments where, like, I'm super sad and I have to deal with it. But I think it's just we're special in our own ways. And (laughs) we cope with things differently and we deal with things differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I've come to realize that. Mm -hmm. I just need to reaffirm that a little bit more. (laughs) Yes. Um, And, oh, I also really love the part where you talk about the periods of suffering make it very clear why I must keep going And, like, I have to try everything that life has to offer. Yeah. Because the reason why we love life is all of these different experiences. And, like, that includes the good and the bad. And I feel like that's why a lot of the time we get so invested in daydreams and in stories and books and movies. And we read about Mm -hmm. someone's heartbreak or, like, a dystopian world where things aren't perfect And they're fighting against all odds. And I think part of that is because it's that life experience that sometimes we can't really um, experience for ourselves. So we kind Mm -hmm. of experience it. So we just live vicariously. Yes, we live vicariously (laughs) through our favorite characters. But it makes it feel real to us and it makes us feel alive because I feel like everything that we experience is like all up to perspective. And like you say, the worst things we experience are what make the best things we experience feel like the best. Mm -hmm. It's like, it kind of, I don't know, shifts the entire scale down, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, if you've usually been averaging around like the middle, I don't know, emotion levels, Mm -hmm. and suddenly something really bad happens, then the things in the average or like things in the slightly above average suddenly seems very nice, you know? Yeah. And then I have also realized that um, every time I do have like a mini mental breakdown, (laughs) or actually a full-on mental breakdown, those are the moments where I always like get to recuperate and then Mm kind of get a mental reset and then get ready about, I don't know, I get to set my goals straight again. Because usually when I, the events leading up to a mental breakdown is kind of me falling off my sustainable lifestyle horse Mm -hmm. and then finding myself (laughs) in like bad work habits and bad sleep schedules. And then eventually Mm -hmm. that goes to a mental breakdown and then I get a reset and it's kind (laughs) of nice part of the process. Yeah, (laughs) I think sometimes it's important to kind of have a mini mental breakdown 
and it's yeah. part of life, and it's yeah. like normal. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And as I said, like <laughs> I do, kind of look forward for the next time I'll be sobbing into a pillow, just because I'm just like, hey, sobbed into a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> And you put on the sad music, and you just let yourself be sad for a moment. We love emotion. Yeah. But I think that all we can do, and all anyone can do, is try our best. And I think that you have grown so much this year. And I'm so happy to be at least a little bit a part of that. I think you're a big part of it. (laughs) Oh. But also, it's just like... You are more like my grandma, you know? Like, I'm the child who's growing, but then I don't actually see how much I've grown. Like, from my perspective, it may be, mm-hmm. like, a little bit. But from your perspective, maybe it's a bit more. I'm the proud grandma who's looking back yeah. at you. Damn, you <laughs> stepped be up to my kneecaps. Look at you now. <laughs> Anyways, is it your turn, Grace? All right, here we go. Let's get into it. To be honest, this year somehow simultaneously feels like an eternity and a second. It begun with a new quarter system, new teachers, and a feeling of surrealism that never truly left. It was really strange to be split up from all the classmates I had shared a class with over the last year. And what was stranger was how much closer I felt to everyone in our class, despite the presence of the pandemic. One of the first teachers that I met in this first quarter was my English teacher, and he was really different from all the other teachers that I've had in my program for the past few years. It felt a lot more practical and even kind of more simplified. And he was Métis, so he was part of the Indigenous community, and it was really cool seeing his perspective and learning a lot about that. And he also took us outside to do work, and let us take charge of our learning and what we wanted to learn. I remember at one point I felt torn between enjoying experiencing this new style of teaching, but also wanting to learn more and go deeper into the details and intricacies of the English language, which our former teacher was more skilled at. But regardless, I'm so thankful that I was able to spend some time with this teacher and even though he's now moved on from our school, I think he's shown us, or at least shown me, some things that I won't forget. Then in the next quarter, in quarter two, I had math and science, which were two pretty intense courses with, of course, two incredible teachers. And as most people already know, one of the flaws of this new quarter system was the uneven course loads because in the second quarter, I was the busiest by far. I had science and math and leadership at school and I went for a full day every day because I was with the same people in both classes. And I think one of the most important lessons I learned during this time was how important it is to learn and understand a topic. I learned that everything has more nuance as long as you have the heart to look for it. That in reality, a lot of parts in life are connected, and as soon as you delve deep into one topic, others will make more sense or come more easily to you. During this time, I also tried my best not to let percentages dictate my happiness or my self-worth, because this year was the first year that I had percentages. And math and science were my most rigorous academic classes. In these two classes, there was generally a clear right or wrong. 
So percentages felt especially substantial, and I realized that sometimes I needed to take time to consciously remind myself, Grace, percentages don't determine what my worth is as a human. And I've thought before that, I don't know, a 97% means that I'm only 97% of a human being. And even though I know it's not true, there's still a voice in the back of my head that expects me to be perfect, even though that's not at all possible. And the percentage doesn't actually reflect the work I put in because I can easily put in 100% and still not get 100% in the course. And I can get in 95% and truly understand the material and take away the important pieces. But most importantly, quarter two taught me autonomy. It taught me how to take charge of myself. It taught me how to plan my time and to meet the deadlines that I set for myself. It taught me to search resources I had to answer questions that I might have had. It taught me how I learn best. It taught me that I enjoy pretending to be the teacher and the student at the same time and explaining the material to myself and challenging my knowledge in that way. And I know that this is my second year in the program that I'm in, but I truly feel like I've delved deeper into everything. There are some projects that I've done this year for the second time because I did them already last year, but somehow I can still clearly see my improvement and my progress. Two of these projects were the leadership project that I did and an outdoor leadership trip that I planned. And this year as a grade 10, I needed to mentor the grade nines in my class and guide them along the process of organizing an event and a trip. And even though difficulties were farther accentuated by the pandemic, we worked together and we got through it. And I'm so proud of us for doing that. Just over a week ago, we had our final closing circles in this program. And even though there's still a sense of surrealism, like I can't believe that it's truly over, this closing circle did bring some closure to the whole experience. It's really hard to believe that I won't be with all these amazing people that I met next year, but I'm still super excited for this next chapter of my life. And now I want to take another moment to reflect on what I've learned in grade 10, what I'm still working on, and what I'm thankful for. So what I learned. I learned that I need to push myself to do work that I'm proud of, and I need structure. So I need to set deadlines for myself and break apart what I need to do to meet those deadlines. I learned that I can't always take my confidence and happiness from teachers, peers, and academic achievements, and I need to make myself happy because I don't want my story to be written for me. So I need to take initiative to plan and do what I actually want to do. I also learned that I need to check in on myself more often, and something that I've been doing a lot this year is journaling. I also learned that it's beautiful to be enthusiastic about life, and that capturing those beautiful moments that I experience on camera doesn't mean that I'm not living in the present. I learned to think, what would the person I want to be do in these situations? And I learned more about myself, like how much of a visual learner I am, and what I feel passionate about, and careers that I might want to go down. I learned how to be a good mentor to others. My leadership teacher said something during a parent-teacher interview that really resonated with me. 
She explained that rather than telling peers or mentees what to do, good mentors often lead them through the process and help them come to the conclusion or solution themselves. Because being a good leader doesn't just mean leading, it means noticing the needs of others and giving others the chance to lead too. And of course, I learned that I need to find love for learning and I learned how I can find joy in learning. And I learned how to be more outgoing and just to have fun in life. Okay, so now what I'm working on. Of course, I'm still working on that work-life balance. I'm also working on being more real and raw and vulnerable about the struggles that I'm facing. I learned that being really open with your feelings and acknowledging your emotions is really important. And it's something that I really admire in some of my friends including Amy, of course, and I'm genuinely really surprised that she hardly ever keeps anything from anyone. Meanwhile, sometimes I'm scared to be vulnerable and I'm scared that even my closest friends and family don't really know me because a lot of the time I just show the part of me that's optimistic and bubbly and organized and successful and kind and considerate, but I don't really show the whole picture. And I've been working on just trying to show what my life's been like more often and to confide in the people who I love because I know that they truly care for me. And of course, I'm still learning to be happy at where I'm at, but also having that desire to improve and do better and become the me I want to be. Okay, last thing, what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful that I got to try new courses this year, such as ceramics and animation. I'm thankful for my friends and my friend group. And I'm thankful for how welcoming everyone has been at school. So to those people, thank you for saying good morning to me and asking how I'm doing in the morning. Thank you for saying have a great day when we part ways at the end of the school day. Thank you for waving or smiling to me in the halls. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for giving me socially distanced hugs. I can still feel the warmness of your kindness and friendship, even though obviously we can't actually hug because of COVID. Thank you for making me feel comfortable and safe. Thank you for learning alongside me. Thank you for making me live in the present and making me feel like nothing else matters in the moments we're together. And thank all of you for being you. I loved figuring out how to use Adobe Animate with you. I love talking to you during our hiking trips. I love reading the stories you wrote and bouncing our ideas off of each other in English class. I loved ranting to you about the quadratic formula and reciprocal functions. I love talking to you about the books that we've loved and the books that we wanted to read during our breaks. I love sharing tea and stories with you in ceramics class. I loved making plans to start a new club next year with you in PE class. I loved planning our future, our extreme purple and extremely expensive uh, Jeep, and the two dogs that we have yet to own. I just loved all the moments that we spent together, so thank you for all of that. And... I also wanted to thank all of my teachers and my mentor. I look up to my teachers a lot and also my mentor and my embroidery passion project because they've given me so much support and they've helped me grow into the person I am today. 
And I know that this sounds cliche, but there are some teachers that you can never forget, and I'm blessed to have met so many of those teachers. Last but not least, I'm just thankful for making memories this year, and I'll keep holding on to them, revisiting them when I feel sad or lonely, sharing them through fond anecdotes, and reflecting on them as I continue this journey to becoming my best self. And I just wanted to say that right now, I'm so happy. Oh, that was so sweet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, this entire, uh, what is it, ramble? I don't want to call it a ramble. Mine was more of a ramble. Uh, piece of writing. <laughs> it's like, it really emphasizes how good of a mindset Grace has or how committed she is to actually like making all those good decisions for herself and then Aww. being able to become the best person she can be and then genuinely like working really hard to get that um, version of a life that we're all working towards, you know? <laughs> and then it's, <laughs> it's kind of like the law of attraction stuff. It's like, I can okay, the part about your teacher is I have heard a little bit about him, and let me just say, if I had him, I would be on the other side complaining about him 24-7, but however, Grace, I'm hearing her from her perspective, she's literally just like, oh, I get to experience different types of teaching or whatever, and I'm thankful for, uh, I don't know, whatever he's given me, and I'm just like, damn, Grace. <laughs> I mean... I feel like I can see things from different perspectives, and I know that as I was going through it, sometimes it was just really different from what I've known before, um, like teaching style and everything, but you know what, looking back, kind of like what we were talking about earlier with Amy's whole ramble, (laughs) (laughs) Life is really just about all these different experiences. And sure, I could have, I don't know, learned more about the nuances of grammar. I could have read more Shakespeare and maybe read 1984. I could have read more classics this year. And maybe I would have with another teacher. But I think ultimately in life, that won't really be what I remember. Mm -hmm. And I think that I could learn all of this stuff and still not be able to use it in a way. Whereas, I guess if I experienced, you know, just being taught by different people, maybe in the long run, that's going to actually resonate with me more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) see, like, I would not, or I would have a lot of trouble seeing it from that perspective. And then I think it's because (laughs) you're able to do that, that's that just gives you that enthusiasm towards life a little bit more, or, like, the positivity. Mm that you you are uh, renowned for <laughs> and then also like your love for learning is what i aspire to have oh. because i i understand everything that you're saying but also i feel like it's really difficult to apply it into my own life mm-hmm. and then i've noticed and then i have experienced it myself like when you're actually really passionate about something Mm -hmm. or when you actually really want to chase after something then you'll work so much more efficiently like you'll be able to find like you said all of those resources and then think creatively and critically about Mm -hmm. the ways you can actually improve while especially in my learning experience this year I think a lot of it was me just trying to get through it and then like kind of chasing Mm -hmm. after good grades as well and then I remember when I was complaining about my chemistry mark my brother told me well did you try like using other resources and going online a bit more 
before and, and mm. using Quizlets and everything. And I'm just like, no. And he was just like, well, then that there's a lot more you could have done. And I agree with that as well. And I think that kind of comes with the having a love for learning or having a huge commitment to getting good grades, oh, <laughs> which you. I have kind of neither right now. <laughs> I just wanted to say everything that I've said is stuff that I've written after I've reflected on the whole experience. And I think looking back, it's a lot easier to be optimistic. It's a lot easier to be in a good mindset, especially because I'm honestly so happy and I've been so happy recently. I've been like living (laughs) off the high of life or whatever. So I think I'm in a very positive place right now. But I just want to say, first of all, I'm someone who tends to be a little bit more filtered and tends to not show when I am at the points where I am hurting most. So there's probably a filter that you're seeing here. And also, I just want to say that throughout the school year, I've had ups and downs. I had moments where I've just felt so tired and I've had moments where I felt sad and disappointed. I've had moments where I wasn't proud of what I'd achieved. I had moments where I wasn't sure that I would be able to do something well. So it doesn't mean that you always have to be optimistic or that you always have to have that joy in life. But Mm -hmm. I think it's just good to be able to approach life from a mostly net positive perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm glad you added that. Yeah. Um, Because I was going to say... There is this kind of joke about Grace being the most mentally stable person we know, but then I can say pretty confidently, and then she can probably say this as well, that it didn't come supernaturally, you know? It's not just like she was born and she was just like, I got no issues at all. (laughs) And then she doesn't share as much of the bad things, like she said, but then also I can see like she had to put effort into having that love for learning, you know, or having that positive lens on her own life and everything. And then even like, (laughs) I got a message from one of my friends and then I told her that was for Grace and she was just like, oh my god, this is like a Christmas present. (laughs) I can say like, I don't think that came supernaturally as well. It's like she had to work hard to become the positive and optimistic and considerate and kind person that we know right now. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. I mean, I kind of just rephrased what you said, but I'm just saying, she's really amazing, guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. Oh my gosh. You're so sweet. Gosh. <laughs> way too wholesome in here. <laughs> Alright, then this concludes our first special episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Yes, definitely let us know what you think. Or if you have anything that you'd like to add, feel free to DM us on Instagram. We are at ToBeHonestPod. Yeah. I was pretty excited about this one. I hope you guys enjoy it. I know. Anyways, thank you so much for all of your support. And to all of our friends out there, we love you so much. (laughs) To all of our listeners out there, we love you so much. Thank you for listening to our journey, (laughs) for caring about us, and just for supporting us. You guys are amazing. Yeah, and without further ado, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>